Parshas Masei Shishi. This is chapter 35, verse 9, Pedek Lamedhei Posuk Tes. And this is going to be speaking about the Ari Miklo, the series of refuge that the <coughs> they were supposed to designate for the people who um, killed other people accidentally so that they may live there as we're going to um, discuss in the Parsha that follows. Pasuk test by Daber Hashem el Moshe Leimer. So Hashem speaks to Moshe saying, Daber Pasuk Yud. Daber el Bnei Yisrael speak unto the sons of Israel, to the Bnei Yisrael of Amarta Aleihem, and say to them again. There's the lotion here of Daber and Amarta. Ki atem ovrim es hayardin arzoknan. For you are passing through the yardin to the land of Canaan. Now the Yardin is sometimes just referred as Yardin. Many times the Torah calls it Yardin Yerechoi. But they're passing the Yardin. And Hashem instructs them that when they pass the Yardin, then v'ikrisem lochem and you shall prepare, as Rashi will tell you here, ikrisem means you shall prepare for yourselves orim cities that will be orim miklot, they will be cities of refuge. The Pasuk has already earlier referenced this in Pasuk Vav, uh, that when the Torah says the uh, cities you give to the Levim, so these cities that we're going to designate here, the six cities, were amongst the 48 cities given to the uh, Levim, that um, six of them were the Ori Miklod, as we'll learn here, and then on top of that they gave him another 42. So this, you should, here the Pasuk is talking about preparing these cities of your refuge. They should be, you should prepare your cities, they should be cities of refuge for you. So that a murderer will run there. One who killed the soul, who smitten the soul accidentally. So Tarashi vihikrisem, the meaning of the word hikrisem over here is uh, means preparation, not as one uh, is uh, may uh, translate the lotion of kara would happen. So Tarashi ein hakroya over here the hakrisem is a lotion hazmona, but rather prepare. Uh, it's not uh, just something might happen, but you should prepare. Uh, not like a mikra nikra, something that happened, but you prepare yourself. And likewise, the Pasik says, uh, Hashem uh, This was uh, Yaakov's response to when Yitzchok says, How did he uh, so quickly find the food that he went out to hunt for him? And Yaakov was saying that the Hashem uh, prepared for him. Uh, Hashem prepared for him. So we see that the language of Hikra means prepared. Hashem has quickly prepared and given it to them, to him. Prosecute base. And these cities shall be to you as a refuge from a redeemer. A redeemer, meaning a redeemer of the uh, blood, uh, because of the redeemer might come to want to take revenge for the 
murdered person from the murderer, so that should be a refuge so that he should not be allowed to touch him while he's there. So the murderer shall not die by the hands of the Redeemer of the Blood, but until he can stand before the community, before the Beisden, uh, for judgment, for them to decide whether he was actually guilty or he is uh, just an accident. And that's why we say that everybody would go to the cities of refuge, not only one who... Uh, killed accidentally, he would stay there, but uh, everybody is magdimim, everybody goes to the Aramikla because until we can determine what took place, he's also going to be protected from the Goyal Hadam and the Aramikla. Mi Goyal Hadam, says Rashi, over here means mipnei, because, mi is over here understood as because the Goyal Hadam. Shuhu Kariv Lanirzach, I mean, Redeemer of the Blood means he's a relative of the one that was murdered. And he might want to come and kill him. So if he's in the cities of refuge, he has no right to kill him, uh, redeem. Otherwise, um, he, he would be uh, exempt if the Redeemer of the Blood kills him instead, as um, we learn uh, 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 later on. Pasik Yud Gimel. And the cities that you give, it should be sheish arimiklot, six cities of refuge. Tiyano lachem should be for you. So um, now we're saying that the six should be together, as Rashi will point out, because they were now in Eber Hayardin and Moshe Rabbeinu designated them uh, for them already while in Eber Hayardin, but they didn't start to function until you had all six of them. So it has to be as a unit, all six, that is when the Aramiklot work. Pasikut Gimel Rashi, Sheish Aramiklot, says Rashi Magid, Sha'afal Pi Shehivdil, Moshe Bechayov, even though that Moshe Rabbeinu had separated during his lifetime. And um, so technically, uh, he could have started the Sholish Orim Be'ever Hayardin, the three cities on the other side of the Jordan, where the God and Bnei Ruven, Manashe, he already separated them. So technically, uh, they could have started to function, but they would not absorb, they would not until those three that Yeshua have given in the land of Canaan. Only then did the other cities become refuge, and I guess that uh, the people would run there, would not uh, protect them, and the Goyal Adam, if he would take revenge, didn't have yet the status of an Ori Miklot. Um, the um, Pasik, therefore, Rashi tells us, it repeats that it's Sheish Ori Miklot, it's sort of a unit, all six together, and not separate. Pasik Yudalit. Three cities you give from the other side of the Jordan. And the other three you give in the land of Canaan. They should be cities of refuge. Now, it seems to be not proportional because over there you had nine and a half tribes on the Laretz Canaan. Over here you only had two and a half. So Rashi addresses this. 
Even though in the land of Canaan there was nine Shvotim, Rashi occasionally says the language nine Shvotim, even though there was nine and a half, but he doesn't mention the half. And here there's two and a half. Rashi does mention the half on the side of the Chati Shevet Menashe. Rashi does mention it because in this guy he's trying to show still the improportionate that it's over there, even if there's only be nine and not counting the half, and there we have two and a half, it still doesn't seem to be proportionate to both require the same amount of cities of refuge. But Hishva Minyan Orihamiklochalahem, the Torah still equated and gave them the same cities of refuge, both for the land of Canaan and for Evrayarden. And the reason is Mishum Nefishi because in Gilad there is uh, many Reutzchim. Now, uh, Gilad is the section of Ever Hayardin, as we learned before. It's called the uh, Eretz Gilad. Uh, by Bnei Mochem and Menashe, the Postic says, they went Gilado Vayil Kiduha. But besides that, that's in Postic Mem Periklamet Beis. By the way, in the Postic in Lamet Beis, in the beginning of the story, Bnei God Bnei Ruven, and the Pasuk says, So the Eretz Gilod was the name, the general name for that area too, together with Yazir, but apparently uh, that's called also Gilod. So the cause in the area of Gilod, Rashi says there was uh, many Rotschem, uh, because as we see in the Pasuk, in Eshea, Perik Vav, Pasuk Hei, Gilot Kirias Poyele Oven Akuba Midam. This is a rebuke that uh, was uh, prophesizing a rebuke to the tribes of Israel that Gilot is a Kiria, it's a city which is Poyele Oven, it's full of people that do bad. And Akuba Midam means they plot to spill blood, uh, uh, pure blood, and they uh, sort of trap people, Akuba, their Ma'ake Midam, from blood. And that's why they had uh, the um, more or Miklos. Now, even though uh, this seems like intentional, and or Miklos did not work for intentional, it's meant for Tzeich Nefesh Bishgoga, but we mentioned before already that everybody uh, would so everybody would go there. So therefore, they needed uh, the three cities equivalent to the Nine tribes, nine and a half tribes on the other side. Posse continues in Posse Tazvav, Livnei Yisrael, for the sons of Israel, Velager, and for the stranger, Velatoishov, and for the one who settled. Besoichom, amongst, amongst them, Tiyeno Shei Shaorim Ha'ele Lemiklot. So these cities, Six cities should be for refuge. Lonus Shama to run there, Kolmaki Nefesh Bishgogo. Anybody who smites the soul accidentally, as the Pasik said in Gidalev, Nashomer Etzeach, Maki Nefesh Bishgogo. The repetition over here, and the Pasik adds the Bnei Yisrael and the Geir and the Toshev. This is all talking about. Uh, Bnei Yisrael, the converts are converted, and the Taishim are the ones that settled uh, there. But a stranger came from somewhere else and became a Taishim, but uh, it's the gate of Taishim. Bosik Tezai. 
Now the language and if seems that it's a follow-up to the previous uh, verse that we're talking about someone who killed somebody accidentally. But Rashi will explain that actually over here we're talking about another scenario, not accidentally, but here we're going over to talk about somebody who kills somebody intentional. The next few psukim uh, we'll be talking about uh, a person uh, killing somebody intentional, as we'll see in the Rashi. And the Pasik is trying to tell us that if you kill somebody by using a kli barzel, a metal vessel, hikohu, then uh, we don't need to check to see that the metal that he used had sufficient ample power to kill the person, as with the other items which will be enumerated later on. Uh, if one uses a uh, other uh, stone or a wooden object, over there you would only be liable uh, for death penalty, for killing the person, provided that that item had sufficient power in it to kill. But by Akhli Barzil, the Torah doesn't stipulate that you need to have enough to kill. So therefore the Pasuk is read that the Imbichli Barzil Hiko if with any type of metal vessel you kill, Vayomas and he dies, then the Ritzayach who immediately he is considered a murderer, Mois Yumas Ritzayach, the murderer should be put to death, and he does not go to Noare Mikla. This is amazing. Posik Tezvav Rashi, Posik Tezain Rashi, Vimbichli Barzaliko, Zoktrashi, Einzem Medaber Behudik Beshegi. This isn't talking of a person that kills accidentally, which is next to it in the previous Pasuk, but we're rather we're talking about one who kills intentionally. And what is this Pasuk teaching us? This Pasuk is coming to teach us that one who kills with all items, this is the other Pesukim, and in contrast to what the other Pesukim say, that one who kills with any other item, that needs to have a measure, it has to be sufficient in order to kill. Because by the other items, besides the Klibarzil, the Pesuk says, that uh, when it says you smit them with something, Asher Yomuzboi, uh, and the metargamin, and over there we in targum translate the who kimisas the imosboy. The misas the imosboy means that it had the measure, misses the measure that he can die in it. That means that it has to be sufficient to to, to kill. But by metal, this is our Pasik telling you by metal you don't need to have sufficient to kill. Because it's revealed and it's known. Before Hashem, you know you can't argue otherwise. Hashem knows who, and that's why David doesn't say it's Shabbarzel Meimis Bekolshu that a metal can kill with any amount, and therefore that Hashem doesn't put it in Dasher Yomuzboy. Afilu Machat, even if it should be a metal piece like a needle, very small. Lefikoch loynosno by Torah Shir. That's why the Torah did not give a measure an amount lichtev by Asher Yomuzboy that uh, to write that he'll die with it. Now Rashi says, but uh, maybe the Torah is actually talking about one uh, who uh, kills accidentally. Uh, so the pasuk is talking about. So what would this mean? 
we already said before that the person who kills accidentally called Maki Nefesh Bishgogo. So then we would learn a distinction that if you kill though with something uh, uh, that you can kill with, then you would uh, by, by accident. So maybe an accident would mean not if you're killing with something insufficient to kill, but if you killed with uh, totally unintentional. But maybe in this case you would be Chayiv Misa. But Rashi says, no, we can't say Beshegig, you be Chayiv Misa, because because later on in Pasuk of Gimel, the Pasuk says, that if he hits with a stone, uh, that he can die with it. So in other words, it's sufficient to die, but without uh, seeing. And over there, uh, the Pasuk says that he's going to be accidentally and he's going to go to um, he's going to go to the Ari Miklot and um, the Torah says that it's so we see that he doesn't get Misa for that so so because that tells us that the other cases in which we say that he is put to death like in our Pasuk that we're talking about killing intentional and in a case when you kill intention when you kill intentionally is you get misa. Now Evan Yod means a stone that fills your hand. It's a large stone because the Torah is qualifying it and saying that it has sufficient that you can kill with it as the Targum translates and Rashi brought it down before Kimisas the Yemusba that it has the shear that it can die and then Vayomois and then he dies and here again as Rashi says we're talking about intentional then Reitzeyachu then he's a murderer then the murderer should certainly die so that means that if the person had a stone which didn't fill his hand and it wasn't large enough to cause death by the other person and for some reason he died then he would actually be considered to be an accident, he wouldn't be considered to be a Ritzayach, and he would go to exile, he wouldn't Meishimus, but if it's Be'evin uh, Yod then it's different, Rashi Be'evin Yod, Rashi Sheyeshbo Melo Yod, that it has fills the hand, there is enough in the stone to fill his hand, meaning it's a large enough stone Asher Yomuzbo, Rashi says Sheyeshbo Shiru Lohomis, that it has sufficient amount to Kill Kitargumai as the Targum translates, as we said before in the Rashi, Kimisas the Yemusbay a measure that it can kill with. And Rashi explains the, why does the Torah have to tell her about Ritzeyach? We already learned it in uh, Parshish Shmois that one kills somebody, uh, he's put to death. But Lefi Shenemar, because in the Posigit Shmois Chof Aleph, the Pasuk says, If a man will smite his friend with a stone, and the Pasuk did not give a measure how big the stone is, so you might think that any amount of stone, if you threw a stone at somebody and you killed him, that you would be a Ritzeach. That's where the Pasuk says that he dies with it, meaning that he has sufficient to kill the other person. Only then is he treated as a murderer. Further, the Pasik continues, Pasik Ches, Oi Bechli Eitz Yod. So Kli Eitz Yod also means that the, a vessel made out of wood that fills the hand, meaning it's a big stick, Asher Yamuzboi, he called, that he 
uh, uh, enough that he can die, he beat him. And Vayomus, and it dies. Now, even though we already qualified before by the Evan, uh, why do we need to qualify again by the Eights? But Rashi says this is actually a reference to the Pasuk in Shemois, in which the Torah talks about one beats and kills his uh, 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 servant with a stick, which is a wood. And over there, the Torah doesn't distinguish uh, what size of a wood it was that it had sufficient to kill. So therefore, the Pasuk here is adding that it's bichli yod, that it's a vessel, a wood, it's a stick, a kind that fits in the hand, which is asher yomuz boy, which is sufficient to kill. He called then, vayomuz, and he dies, and it's a who he's a murderer. But if he should, it says, knock him, you knock him, then the master is to be avenged, the death of the Eved, then he would be killed. But not if it doesn't have sufficient. That's what the Pasuk is coming to tell us here. In this case, then the master is a Ritzech and he should be put to death. But otherwise, it would be considered to be an accident and he would go to the early Miklot. Or with a wooden handle that fits in the hand, a wooden vessel that fits in the hand, because it says in Shemayi Spirit, Chafalu Paschaf, the person smites his servant or his maidservant with a stick. So, Yochel, you may think that any amount of stick should be uh, applied that verse. That's why it says that he can uh, kill. It has to have sufficient to kill. Only then do we apply what the verse says, that he should be revenged for and that the owner, the master, is Chayv Misa. But not in a case if it's not. So the Posig is qualifying the other verse over there. Now, the Poshit Pshat, we learn we're talking about the Bezdin. But the Poshit is coming to tell us that Goyel Hadom, who Yomi says, the Redeemer of the Blood, Rashi said that was a relative, Rashi said earlier, he shall put the murderer to death. Bifigoi Boy. Now, when he bumps into him, he should kill him. Now, this seems to be a duplicate lotion. So, first of all, we're saying that the Redeemer of the Blood can kill the Ritzayach. So, that means that in addition to the Beisdin, but the Goyal Adam for a murderer, intentional murderer, the Mezid, uh, the Redeemer of the Blood has a right to kill him. But then the Pasik adds, Bifigoi boy, when he touches, when he bumps into him, he can kill him. And Rashi explains that Bifigoi boy, Afilu Miklot. That this is coming to say that if he's a murderer, Bimezid, so even though he also can run away to the Ari Miklot, but yet uh, the Goyal Adam, if he catches up with him and he kills him there, he would be uh, free. He's allowed to do so uh, because the refuge is only for one who killed accidentally, not one who killed intentionally. Pasikhov. And if he pushed him with hatred, or he threw upon him, by trapping him, he entrapped him, and then he threw him, by and he killed him. And Rashi says, means which means in a trap. 
So that means he lay in wait for him to throw him to kill him. That means that's an intentional killing. Either with hatred he pushed him or he threw something on him while laying in trap and killed him. Pasik Chafalif. Or with hatred he smit him. With his hand. And he died. Mois Yumas Hamake, the one who smits shall be put to death. Reitseyach, who? He is a murderer. Goyel Adom Yomis is a Reitseyach, Bifigoy Boy, Bifigoy Boy, the redeemer of the blood, shall kill the murderer, Bifigoy Boy, when he bumps into him. Now again, why is the Posik Ariches, uh, what we learn from all this? Rashi doesn't comment over here, but again, here there's also the language Bifigoy Boy, and <coughs> before Rashi commented, but what is all these extra psukim? But we'll go weiter. <coughs> what do they all teach us? Befesa means unintentional. It was beoynus, against his will, without any animosity. The opposite of chof, in this case, it was befesa, it was unintentionally. He was sort of uh that he pushed him. No and no anger. No amasti. Oihishlikolov Kolkli, uh that's the other part of Pasikov in which he throws lies in wait in the, but here he throws upon him any uh any item, any Kali, uh but he wasn't lying in trap. He threw something accidentally on him, but he wasn't waiting to throw him, so it's unintentional. Or he throws a or with a stone. He throws with a stone. So he has a stone in his hand, sort of, and he beats him that has sufficient to kill. But it was below the ice. It's like a big enough stone, but he didn't see him. Vayapil olav vayomis. And it fell on him. He threw it upon him. He threw the stone on him. And he dies. But he's not his enemy. He doesn't seek anything bad for him. So this was a total accident. He smit him with that, with that stone. Uh, Without seeing, meaning, he didn't see uh, that he's there. So he was throwing something down, and the and the person came in, and they didn't know that he was there. And vayapel vayomis, and it fell upon him, and he died. So trash vayapel olav, it fell on him. A kan omru from here, the chachamim learned that if you kill on the way down. You go to exile, but But if it's on your way up, then there is no exile for that. So golus is vayapil olav only from the top to the bottom. But if, for example, as the pasuk will say, they'll go to the irmeklote, uh, as the pasuk will say. But if the person is by uh, going up kills accidentally, then there's not even going to go to golus. It has to be in a way vayapil olav. Pasik Chavdalit, the Shavtu Ha'eda, 
and the community will judge, that's the Bezdin will judge, Bein Hamake Ubein Goyel Hadom. In between the one who did the smiting accidentally, and in between the Redeemer of the Blood who is taking one's revenge for the relative's death, for these judgments. And the Posik says, Posik And the community, the Beisdin, shall save as a Ritzayach, the murderer, the one who murdered accidentally, Miyad Goyel Hadam, from the Redeemer of the Blood. And the community, the Beisdin, will return him. Elir Miklote to the city of his refuge, as Shema, that he initially ran there. That means they brought him back to judge, and then they bring him back once the Bezdin judges and realizes, and they save him that it was done accidentally. The Yoshav Bo, and he will sit there. The Yoshav Bo, and then he will sit there in the Ir Miklot, at Moisa Koyenagodl, until the Koyen Godel, the high priest, dies. Asher Moshach Oisoy B'Shemen HaKodesh. That he, he is, whoever he is, as Rashi is going to say in the Pshat, in the Pshot, Masitu Pshat Men Rashi. But he, the one who anointed, it's a short posik in the Pashtus, whoever anointed the Koyen, until the Koyen that he anointed, whoever anointed him, B'Shemen HaKodesh, with the holy oil, until he dies. And what's the connection we'll see in Rashi? Uh, why the Koyen God? Let's see the Rashi over here. Ad Moisa Koyen Godel, until the Koyen Godel dies, why should he be in the Oremikla to the Koyen Godel dies? Zekhtar Rashi, Ad Moisa Koyen Godel, Shohu Bo, Lahashrish Chinna Be Yisrael, Ulharich Yimeim. Because the Koyen Godel's task is to have the Shechina rest by the Yidin and to prolong their days. Because by the Karbonis and uh, Hashem forgives them. And that's the way that the Koyen Godel and all the Koyen staff, uh, the other Kohenim, uh, they forgive. And that prolongs the days. And therefore, that's meant to prolong the days. But the Ritzeyach is coming to uh, remove the Shechina from the Yidin uh, because through Ritzicha this causes uh, the Shechina to be removed and it shortens the day of life it shortens the day of life so it's not uh, proper that he should be living in front of the Kohen Godel. He should be somewhere else, not by the Kohen Godel. Because he's the antithesis. He's against what the Kohen Godel stands for. That's why he doesn't live with the Kohen Godel. Even though it was an accident, but yet it has these uh, consequences, and that's the opposite of what the Kohen Godel does. Davarachar, another interpretation. Uh, he shouldn't be with the Kohen Godel if he should be Kohen uh, so he shouldn't uh, he shouldn't uh, have uh, happened in his lifetime. So the Kohen Gadol, in essence, is a little bit um, guilty over here. And when you have the people who killed accidentally uh, living in uh, discomfort in the Aramikla, they pray 
for the Kohen uh, Gadol to die. So this is sort of, the Gemara Makis explains it this way. I mean, Rashi is short over here, exactly how Rashi explains this, but uh, the Gemara Makis speaks of the fact that they pray for his death because they want to get out of the Ode Miklot. And uh, the reason why the Torah wants it to pay for his death is because he's, um, uh, he's a little bit somewhat guilty. Now, the Postic says, that he anointed him. So it doesn't say who anointed him. In the simple meaning, it's from the short Pesukim. It doesn't say who anointed him. It's just as it would say, The one who anointed him with the Shemana Kodesh, the one who anoints. But we're not talking about who's not important who. It's Why is the Torah talking about the one who anointed him? It's mostly important that he was anointed one. Why are we talking about the act of anointment over here? No, that's a separate issue. But that's the pshat and the pasukasher. Moshach Oisoi, the one who anointed him, the person that anoints. But Rabbi Seinu Dorshu Masechta Makas, the teachers expounded this in Masechta Makas in Yudalaf Amid Beis. Leraiyus Dover. From here they prove lelamid that this teaches us. It teaches the halacha. So if before they can complete the judgment of this uh, felon, of this uh, person who killed accidentally, uh, the Kohen Gadol dies, and therefore uh, now he can't go out anymore with this Kohen Gadol. And then now there's another one appointed. And then afterwards... They complete the dinner of the life of the second one. So now you can think, okay, this guy is too bad. They can't, that Kohen Gottel can't die anymore. That wasn't the time when he committed the crime because he's dead already. He has to wait until that Kohen dies so he can never get out of a Miklot. So the uh, Pasuk is telling us the extra Pasuk over here, the writing it, Moshe Choyzoi, is that he would come back once the second Kohen Gottel dies, the person would go leave the Miklot. Shenemar, because the Pasuk says, Asher Moshach Oisoy, that he anointed him. He anointed him, meaning, we on, uh, what does it mean he anointed? The Pasuk means Moshach Oisoy would either mean that the Ritzeach was Moshach Oisoy or the Koyen uh, Godl was Moshach the Ritzeach. So, but that doesn't make any sense. Did the Ritzeach anoint the Koyen? Oh, yeah, Koyen Moshach Oisoy, did the Koyen uh, anoint the Ritzeach? But this is coming to include one who was anointed during the days of the Koyen, uh, the days of the uh, Moshach means that, that it's not that he anointed him, but it was anointed, he anointed him, meaning he became a Koyen during his period, his life, life, but during his, after his Gemar Din, during his thing, then then his Shemachzir B'Misosoy, that he would bring him back with the death. So that Koyin Godel, the second one, will also bring the Ritzeich uh, back from the Irmiklot once he dies. Pasuk Chavzai. Pasuk Chavav. Vim Yotza, Yetza, Ritzeich, Zgvuli, Miklot. So Bezdin judged between them and told the, uh, saved the Ritzeich uh, from the hands of the Goyal Adam by telling him to go to Miklot. But in if he goes out of the territory, the boundary of the city of Rashus, Asher Yonus Shomer that he runs there. Adam, Ir Miklote, and the redeemer of God finds him outside 
of the boundaries of the city of the refuge. So, and he murders the redeemer of the blood will murder the murderer the is no blood to this murder meaning the first murder the one who murdered him accidentally he doesn't have blood you know we're not going to kill the goyal adam for murdering the ritzeach because he has no blood only dumb he has no blood meaning the ritzeach uh, the one who's not in miklot who left her in miklot he doesn't have any blood meaning it's like killing a dead person that has no blood uh, that person has no blood. This guy also has no blood. It's not called blood because you're exempt. That's basically what it means. For he shall sit in his city of refuge until the high priest dies, the Kohen Godel dies, and after the Kohen Godel dies, then the murderer can return to the land of his inheritance to his Nachla. This should be to you for the judgment, the statutes of law for generation in all your settlements. And all your settlements means wherever you dwell. That includes, as we'll see in Rashi, also uh, that also the Sanhedrin Ketano, the small Sanhedrin, which is 23 Dayonim, who can uh, judge capital offenses. Had the base Nagod was only by the base Amikdosh uh, sitting over there, the 70. But the 23 that can judge Din and Nefoshis, they can be also in all cases, in all Meshvisechem. And that applies also Negez Bechutzlaretz. And Kozmanch Negez Baretz Israel. As long as it's Negez Israel. Is if everywhere together, there can be the judgments of capital cases also outside the Eretz Yisrael. The cities of refuge were only in Eretz Yisrael. That's uh, uh, a part of uh, the issue, uh, questionable whether they can run from Chutzlar to Eretz Yisrael. Whatever it talks about it in the Sikhas. But we'll go weiter. Lamed, Komake Nefesh Lifi. Edim, Yirtzach. That, as Rashi will explain, any time that you are going to uh, kill him for killing somebody else, it has to be by the testimony of witnesses. Yirtzach uh, The murder shall be uh, put to death. There has to be a testimony of two witnesses. But ve'ed echod loyane b'nefesh lomos. One witness cannot testify against his soul to put him to death. Rashi, Lamed, Komaki, Nefesh, Bufaymer, Zuchtrash, like this, the Pshat is, Habol, Horgoy, Al Shehika, Sanefesh. Komaki, Nefesh means you're coming to smite a soul. Habol, Horgoy, one who comes to kill. And you're coming to kill somebody because he killed another person. So, Komaki, Nefesh means the person who killed the soul and you're coming to kill him. Is, the Pasuk is telling you that if you're coming to kill the Komaki Nefesh, it's only based on the testimony of witnesses that we can kill the murderer. And Rashi says they have to all do, they have to uh, warn him that it was intentionally and that he did it 
uh, after being warned. Pasuk Lamed Aleph Veleisichu Koifer Lenefesh Ritzeich. Don't take a payment of money in exchange for the soul of the murderer, not to kill him, to pay off. Asher Hurosh Alamos, one who is evil that needs to be died. Kimois you must because you must put him to death. And Rashi is going to explain what Sikhul Kaifer means, he can't exempt himself by paying off, by paying money. It doesn't mean not to take additional money in addition to death, but it means not to exchange his death for paying off. Pulse of the same thing is, not to take any payment of money, uh, for one who needs to run away to the city of refuge. So the word lonus, as Rashi will teach, means the one who escaped. Lanus. Don't take exchange of money. Lanus to one who escaped Alir Miklote. Don't exchange his exile. We'll see in Rashi Barichas Lanus uh, for one who uh, needs to be in the uh, city of refuge. Lashuv, so that he will return Lashuv Baaretz to Lashavis Baaretz to go sit, sit in the land. Ad Moisa Koyin. He has to wait till the Koyin dies. It says a Koyin, but it's the Koyin Godel. Till the Koyin Godel dies. So Rashi. We're talking about one who has run away to the city of refuge, who killed accidentally, and in Iftar Begolus moment cannot be exempt from his exile by money, litin koifer, to give exchange, so that he can go ahead and sit in the land before the koyen sit. What is the meaning of the word lonus? Lonus doesn't mean it to run away, but kemoi lenos, the one who has run away. And we find such a language in kemoi shuvei milchomo. That means in micho perik base pasiches sheshavu min hamilchomo. Those return from war. This is a rebuke for the reshoyim that they would be robbing those who walk on the roads and they leave him empty-handed from anything as if they returned uh, from war. Sheshavu min ha And also, v'chein nugei mimoyed in Tzvanye perigimel posik yudches, which is an expression for those who left over from Israel that they will be uh, full with uh, pain uh, because of the delay of the geula. Nugei, they will be in pain mimoyed. That the Eden were circumcised and they didn't need to uh, uh, circumcise again. So in all these psukim we find the language of like nus. Uh, that means that it was already done. It already done. Sheshavu, shuvei milchamo, nugei mimoid. Kasher toimer shuv amishekvar shav, umul amishekvar just like you say Shuvam, one who's already returned, and Mul, one who's circumcised, you're saying Lanus, so one who has already run away. And he calls Nus Muvrach, that he has uh, run away. One who has run away. If you say that means Lanus to run away, and you're going to explain one who has to go run away before he run away 
In other words, he's he's asked going to, he's still going to run away, but not Lonus, one who has ran away, but one who's going to run away. And don't take money so he doesn't have to go. So then I don't know how you're gonna fit Loshuv Loshevis Baoritz. What does it mean to come back to live in the land? We're talking about Haradain Linos. He had to run away, making Yosh, where is he going to return? So you ha- can't say Lonus is not to have to run, because Lonus means one who has already run in the past tense, he's already there. And therefore, that's the title of Lonus to one who has run away. Don't make the land guilty. That you live in it. Because the blood that will make the uh, uh, land uh, guilty evil. The land uh, will not atone for the blood that has been pour, pour, poured in it. Only when you pour the blood of the one who poured the other one's blood. It means don't make bad. Not to make guilty. Uh, don't defile the land that you sit in it uh, because I li- live in there so you're going to make it defile it I'm there, you're defiling me for I Hashem dwell amongst the Bnei Yisrael so that you don't have me dwell in the defilement of the land as the Pasik says, Ki ani Hashem Shechem Betech Bnei Yisrael. Abizman Shem Tmeim Shechem Beneim. Even at the time that you are Tomei, I'm there. So you should know that if you are Tomei and you're Metame the land and you don't uh, do the judgment and you don't uh, do judgment with the murderer as is supposed to be done, then you are defiling the land and I'm still there. So you are defiling me because Ani Shechem Betech Bnei Yisrael.